Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to this week's segment of Live Without Limits. Today's show is titled, Everything You Always Wanted to Know About List Building and Media Selection, But Were Afraid to Ask. Why are we talking about this at this point? Simple reason. Today, online marketing is the way to build a business, just as well as offline marketing, and understanding how to use the system available to build a list and to generate leads and to increase your sales. Communication leads to community, that is to understanding, intimacy, and mutual valuing, said Rolla May. Any monkey can build a list. I guess I've just read too many overblown promotions for list building on steroids. You know, the ones I'm talking about, the ones touting a killer system that can help you build a list to 100,000 names while you sleep. Sure, anyone can go out and very quickly build a huge list that consists of crappy PPCs or or paperclips, CPAs, and co-reg names. But is that really the kind of business you want? I hope not, because guess what? It's not the size of the list that matters. It's what the list yields on a net profit basis that matters. What good would 10,000, 100,000, or even a million names do you if you aren't taking the kind of sales you want? It's time to start looking at quantity and start seeing quality. You can start by realizing that at the end of the day, you are not building a list, you are building a community. Every single email address that you have represents a real person, a person with a name, a face, and feelings. A person who has real problems, a person who is seeking real solutions to those problems, a person who is searching for help and guidance. That is why the holy grail of marketing your list and with it the media selection is the most important part of any advertising campaign. Selecting the right list and media will have a massive influence and success of that campaign. Here's another thing to think about when you're building a list. If you're going through a list building company, look at the quality of leads. For instance, I've been involved with someone with some uh, some affiliate marketing or some similar network marketing type of programs. And what happens? She has always found companies that she can go to that yield quality leads, but guess what? 
if you are looking for people to get involved with the program, you want people, and there's a price involved, you want people who are looking for an opportunity and have the money to do it. The problem is that many a times if you go through companies that use surveys or call people talking about an opportunity that they may be interested in, yes, you can get them interested, but whether or not they have the money to invest is a different story. So what you're looking for is someone who can give you the kind of quality leads that you need that have the money to invest in building a business. Lumberjacks don't wear lingerie. This is an old saying in the direct response world. Copy is king. This, this saying makes sense from a certain perspective, but it's misleading to neophytes. Dangerously so. That's because some of the people interpret this to mean that sales copy is the most important aspect of marketing campaign. Sales copy is important, virtually so. If you put good sales copy in a head-to-head test against mediocre sales copy, you will bring in more money. So it stands to reason that getting good copy should be a top priority for any marketer. But it shouldn't be the only priority or even the first priority. Finding the right mailing list and selecting the right media is far and away the first and most important job of the marketer. That's because of the most importance of the list selection is determining a mailing's response rate. A good list will respond reasonably well to a direct response promotion, even if the copy is mediocre and the offer is ordinary. A bad list, however, won't be responsive at all, even if both the copy and the offer are terrific. Whether you select your own list or have a list broker to do it, you must be the person who decides what response rates you need and determine which of the selected lists in media will meet your targets. So how do you know if your list and your media choices will produce the response you want. You can go into many online places where you can do places like Backpage, Craigslist, people would and put it under business opportunities. That's one media aspect. But you also need to look at what, Things like Udemy or Fiverr or places where you can you can contract with someone that they do your emailing for you to generate the leads that you need. But you also want to know what kind of list that they have and how that it's and does it fit with your target market. The problem is that sometimes we don't know exactly what we want. We just know we want to build a list, and so we tend to use someone. But if you research and know what you're looking for, then guess what? 
you can build a good quality list that will work for you. Getting to know your list, accompanying your printout of lists and media choices should be a data card. Data cards contain standardized information on all media and lists. They tell you, among other things, how that particular list was developed, the number of mailings and email addresses available, and the rental price. They will also give you information about what companies have mailed to the list in the past more than once, which can suggest what type of offers the list responded to. Here's something to think about. If you are buying leads for list building from a company that will call people for you and promote your opportunity or your services or your product, it's not, you want to get not only a targeted list, but you truly want people who have an interest in the product that you're in. Because you know what? There are so many companies competing against each other. And just because whether I'm in the gaming industry or whether I'm in the toilet paper industry or for paper goods or whether it's health and wellness, people have an interest of what field that they want to be in. And those are the people that you want to reach. Other information to look for in list includes purchase channel. This tells you whether the list is direct mail sold, email lead generation, or compiled. The names were called from directories. Generally speaking, direct mail sold lists and email buyers are more responsive than compiled lists and lead generation lists. So let's go over that again because you need to understand where your leads come from. And biggest, the biggest issue that a lot of people don't understand about building their list, that you want to know if they're called from directories because if it's cold calling and you've gotten leads from colds, cold calls, they may not always be the best leads. But if you've gotten them off of email lists where they have to respond to a questionnaire where there's already an interest in it, then that's a warmer list for you to call and get a hold of because they already have an interest. Average unit of sale. This is very important when selecting your list. If you are selling high-end riding lawnmowers that cost as much as $4,000 or more, you don't want a list of people who purchased only gardening gloves for $9.95. Instead, look for a list of prospects who just installed a new sprinkler system, while an average unit of sale for $5,000. Universal size. This is simply how large the list is. A list universe size is an important consideration in making rollout decisions. If you do not have any other 
history and you have two lists that seem to be equal in every other respect, you should select the list with larger universe simply because you have a greater rollout potential. You can test copy and offers to small segments of lists before mailing the winners to the full list. Some smaller lists cannot be subdivided, but larger lists can be. Normally, direct mailers take a random selection from the full list to create a test list. This is called the M selection, but with many large lists, it is also possible to make other selections based on the number of factors. For example, some lists are selected by gender, income, age, homeowners, college graduates, state, zip code, and home office. Here's something to think about with that. When you are trying to market to a, a specific group, it is important, especially if it's a product that men use more than women, and if you are looking for someone within a certain income bracket, because usually homeowners that hire gardeners to keep to take care of it, they are in a higher income bracket. If you are dealing with college graduates, they are usually in a higher income bracket. Zip codes. Usually if someone lives within a specific zip code, it will tell you whether or not they are upper class financially or whether they're lower class so that you know if you understand what those areas are within that area, the kinds of homes, whether they're big mansions or whatever, where they are more likely to purchase your product, then that's what you need to target. You go on Facebook and you want to place an ad, you have the ability to choose based on those factors of who is your target audience and who is it that you truly want to reach. To the neophyte, it might seem that the more selections you make, the better. But, but pursuing or parceling out a list doesn't necessarily make it more responsive. It might make sense to do a gender select if the product you are selling is for women only. But it is unlikely that selecting by education will affect responsiveness. It could have an effect, but it probably won't. Also, keep in mind that each that you select, you request, there will be an extra charge. You will also want to segment your internal list and categorize your external list. Not all lists are created equal. There are basically two kinds of lists that you can market to. Your house lists, outside lists, and you even want to turn around and break them down even more. It's just a matter of understanding where you are, where you're trying to reach, 
and the people that you want to serve. And it really depends on the type of products that you're selling. House list. Your house list is the e-marketing world comprises names you have received permission to market to. They can be divided up as follows. Hot leads, people who have opted in to receive emails from you have not yet made a purchase. They have taken the first step by saying they want information from you. The more valuable the information that you supply them for free, the more they trust you and the sooner you can turn them into buyers. Remember, no matter what product or service you're in, you have to build a relationship before they buy. They may be a hot list, but they're not ready to buy. Buyers, people who have opted in and have purchased one product from you, even though they have made their first purchase, you should continue to supply them with valuable free information. The next step is to turn them into multi-buyers. Multi-buyers, people who have opted in and have purchased more than one product from you. You should continue to supply these people with valuable free information as well. Your job is at this point is to keep these customers and turn them into advocates for you. The best way to build your business is to generate leads or referrals from satisfied customers. So once they become buyers, you have the opportunity to turn them into multi-buyers. Understanding this is the crux of building a successful business today. Cancels and expires. Former customers who canceled or returned do not renew a service, product, or subscription they have purchased from you because they did not opt out of your free information list. You should continue to provide them with valuable free information as well as the promotional information. Your job is to get those former buyers to become current buyers. This is where you use an autoresponder. And if you have a business where you're teaching people about goal setting or you're teaching them about building a list as this thing, then you want to post a, at least a five-to-one ratio of information because the thing is that in emails, if you constantly send them sales letters without giving them information, then they're not even going to open your emails. But if they think that they're going to get something before they get a sales letter, they are more likely to open your emails. And also, look at it this way. You should not send someone an email more than once a day because they're inundated with emails constantly. And if they know that in the morning they're going to get an article, but later on that day they're going to get a sales letter, 
they're not even going to open it. So you need to be random, but you also need to be courteous to your prospects because you and customers because you want to keep them as customers. Outside lists, outside lists or names that you do not have yet permission to market to. However, the people of these lists have agreed to receive third-party advertising. They can be divided up as follows. Hot prospects, people who have purchased a similar product from your competitor. Let's say you were selling subscriptions to an e-newsletter on the subject of anti-aging. A hot prospect is someone who has purchased one or more anti-aging e-newsletters from other publishers. Good prospects, people who have purchased a related product from your competitor. Again, let's say you were selling an anti-aging e-newsletter. A good prospect is someone who has purchased a book or DVD about anti-aging. Okay, prospects, people who on a compiled list of names taken from directories, newspapers, or public records that have something in common or meet a certain criteria. Many people on compiled lists are not buyers. Survey stating, okay, let's start over here. An okay prospect, people on a compiled list of names taken from directories, newspapers, or public records that have something in common or meet a certain criteria. Many people on compiled lists are not buyers. For example, they could have simply filled out a survey stating that they are interested in anti-aging. Don't take this, the mistake of using compiled lists simply because they are less expensive to rent. Many online marketers make a fatal mistake by thinking that in-depth research is only for offline marketing. In fact, if you go through these, these steps, your online marketing results will soar. And let's talk again about what an okay prospect of, because many times what mailing lists will use is a survey to ask people what they're interested in. Now, if you're going to be listing with a company who does market research and surveys, then that is a great opportunity for them to connect with people because then they will offer you the opportunity, depending on what the survey is and what the criteria is that they need, that you can make some money just by giving your opinion. But when you are asking someone to purchase something from you, then you have to look at it from who are the buyers and who are the people that just might be nothing more than prospects because they have an interest in it. So how are you going to change things so that you can have 
the hot leads. This is an issue that many people face. And today, it doesn't matter what industry you're in, but everyone has become very savvy because the marketing has changed online, the industries have changed online, everything has totally changed. And the idea is, where are you at right now that can get you a prospect that is ready to buy? And how can you push the hot buttons? Because if it's a hot lead and you're talking to them, you need to become a, have a way of talking to them that it sounds conversational, that it doesn't sound as though you're, you're calling and, and reading from a script because people have become very savvy because for many years, leads and sales were made through telemarketing where someone would sit on a phone and call you and read off of a script to sell you a product. And today, it's moved online, the business, but the process of generating those leads is very similar. So how are you going to do your business in a way that it can generate and increase what it is that you're selling to go from point of sale to actually someone purchasing the product, mailing it to them, having their interest peak so that they can build a referral for you of people who are interested in purchasing that product from you, not just today, but tomorrow, that they will become a multi-buyer as opposed to a one-time buyer. Because it's many companies today understand the importance of upselling, but you may hook them with a lower price product. But once you have that first sale and you keep them on the hook because they've opted in, opted in and agreed to receive emails from you, that what you are able to do is keep in touch with them. And send them an e-newsletter where you are giving them information on something that they can use long term to help improve their financial situation or their opportunities for employment, no matter what it is, you have to be aware of what's happening in the market today. And remember, you can go to my website, and that website is the number one personalcareercoach.com, and we can sit down with you and help you put together a plan on building and growing a successful business today.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.